Hey, welcome to the Bridge to OK podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. And this week, we're going to be talking about therapy. I know, it's a big one. And I don't think I'm going to cover even the tip of the iceberg here. I'm just going to talk about what I've been thinking about recently about it. First, I'm going to talk about some of the great things I've gotten from therapy. Then I'm going to talk about some of the pitfalls that I've heard about people's experiences with therapy. And I'm try to have a balanced perspective at the end of it for you. And I'm also going to address the fact that not everyone can access therapy, wants to go to therapy, or needs therapy. And that I think it's super helpful and one of the best tools out there for dealing with trauma. So hopefully that's a nuanced version of the topic for you and if not then maybe you can send me some of your thoughts my instagram is mcbridget i also have an instagram for this podcast called bridge to okay podcast i also own the bridge to okay instagram so find me on any of those instagrams and send me your questions comments and concerns about therapy and what it means for a lay person to talk about it because again i am not a mental health professional this is not therapy this is not professional advice and it's not even advice at all it's just some of my thoughts and I just want to share them and see if we can get a conversation going so my best experience with therapy was when I was in college I had a couple years in community college and then I went and transferred for two years and the therapist I had that was from the school Um, really validated my feelings and I felt really safe talking to him and what I really appreciated was that I didn't feel forced to take meds I just felt encouraged to take care of myself and I could tell that he was listening because he actually set me up with a biofeedback training specialist or technician I should say because the person who carried out the biofeedback training was uh, a grad student. What they did was hooked up my um, arms and hands with some monitors that said how my heart rate was, my body temperature, my blood pressure, stuff like that. And they recorded it throughout the meditation session. And instead of me looking at the numbers and the data, they don't have that screen showing for me. Instead, there's just a nice blanket and a comfy seat, maybe some like aroma incense. And something I really found helpful from that was, for one, the guided meditation was very effective and even though I was feeling skeptical I'm not sure why I was feeling so skeptical because I've done stuff like that before for a long time I have my own meditation sessions and I've had guided meditations from YouTube but I guess because it was in a therapeutic setting I was feeling like oh how is this going to help I've done this before but I was really presently surprised especially when the technician said your body feels warm and heavy I immediately felt so much better and into a space of relaxation and like I could breathe deeper and I was stunned I was 
I felt like I actually had a bit of a breakthrough and finding my center there. And then afterward, you get to look at all the data. So after you do that, all that and you feel centered and you feel um, more relaxed and getting an idea of what a relaxed body really feels like, then you go and look at the data and they say, hey, look, your body temperature did this and you did that. It shows you really are relaxing. Like you came in here feeling like this and now you're like that. And so that's something that can really help just your confidence in a way of being like, no, you're doing a good job. You are doing the breathing techniques correctly. I think that's super helpful with anxiety because sometimes we're just like, I don't know how to breathe, but they're telling you, no, you're doing a good job breathing. You did it. (laughs) And unfortunately, I only had a few sessions of that. Um, I think I was coming to the end of my time at school or maybe it was about to be summer or something regardless I even had a session scheduled and I missed it because I was so stressed for finals that I was just like so busy studying and stressing out that I completely forgot I even had a de-stressing session planned so I if you're a college student out there if you've been uh, any if you've ever struggled with school while struggling with mental illness I am there for you in spirit it is tough out here I do not wish that on anyone trying to do anything when you're struggling with mental illness is really hard and struggling with grief whatever it is that's going on it can be just the hardest so the fact that my therapist recommended that those sessions for me spoke volumes to the fact that he was listening to me about my anxiety listening to me about the fact that I was interested in meditation and that I did wasn't trying to get on medication right away that I wanted to try other options I felt so heard by that and so that's my tip um, for people looking for a therapist right now if you have the resources and the ability to choose your therapist and you're in a financial position where you're searching therapists online and it's not necessarily just about money it's more so about what kind of therapist it is look into what kind of therapy they do because every therapist is different and even if you just are on the most basic insurance or even if you don't have insurance and you're just going to a clinic talk to the counselor and say hey what kind of session is this going to be so many people don't realize that they're supposed to or not supposed to but that they can ask counselor or therapist or professional whether they have a md or phd you can ask them what kind what am i gonna what should i expect from this session and from our um time together are we gonna have a treatment plan what is your perspective on this and are you friendly to that things like um are you trauma informed? Are you LGBT friendly and informed? And if they're um, a religious counselor, are they affirming to your progressive beliefs? There's so many different things to look at and questions you can ask. But I think just asking them some of those questions can open up the conversation and let them know that that's what you want to hear about. And I think a great green flag 
we always talk about red flags, but a really great green flag for a therapist is that they tell you. They say, hey, this is how I do things. So if they say, oh, I don't really go into the past that much with my clients, or I actually go a lot into the past with my clients, depends on... on. My therapist said that he um, just goes based on... He lets the client lead, and, um, you know, I definitely felt that. I think that was definitely true. Um, eventually, I was like, okay, I do want to talk more about diagnosis and talk about possibility of medication, but I that took a lot of rapport building. And something people might not realize is the first session is rapport building, just getting to know each other, not necessarily getting to know your trauma, not necessarily getting to know the deepest struggles you have but they are going to ask you like what's bringing you here what are you trying to gain from therapy and I think that can be intimidating for people because they're like what do you mean I'm, I'm here for help and sometimes it can come off the wrong way even with the most well-intentioned therapist for to say like do you really want my help because it's fine I think to want someone to validate your feelings to listen to you but eventually therapists will give you tools and challenge some things and that's something to be aware of as well that you might get triggered and you can say so you can say hey what you just said like offends me or I feel like an emotional reaction to what you just said and it makes me feel like I want to reassess you know, just let them know, like, what you're feeling. And if they belittle you and gaslight you, then that is a red flag. If they shame you, they, they should encourage you to, you know, seek help if there's... Like, let's say you have a relational issue. If they say, hey, I think um, couples therapy is helpful, that's the kind of advice a therapist usually gives. They don't usually give specific advice, like, x y and z they might say oh here's a suggestion so just looking into what to expect from therapy is important for people because i think a lot of times they spend so much time on oh i don't need therapy or therapy's not helpful or therapy's too expensive that when they finally decide i'm going to go to therapy they don't realize what they're even getting themselves into so when you do realize what you're getting yourself into you can you set set yourself up for success more so than going into it blind and then unfortunately I wish people could go into it blind and just be taken care of and treated and in some cases that's true but I think you should look, to look out for yourself and realize that there's good therapists and there's not such good therapists so another good experience I've had with a therapist once I came back from school was it wasn't as um, of a long experience as I wasn't going back in for sessions over and over again and I wasn't getting the biofeedback training all of that good stuff but he did give me some homework because I was clearly already in the therapy realm so I'd already done some things and learned some tools so I liked that he gave me something concrete to look at to work on and so one of the things I was told to do was make a list of things that like unfortunately social media and people have turned the word trigger into something that it's not and I think I probably use it incorrectly as well too but he just told me to make a, a list of um, 
automatic negative thoughts that I have and things that um, lead to intense reactions. And he recommended me this book called Mind Over Mood. And I still have the book and use it for its worksheets today, to this day. It's really helpful. It just tells you, like, what's the thought you're having? How intense is that thought? What's the emotion that goes with it? How intense is that emotion? That kind of thing. Like, how much do you believe it? And then it, it tries to get you to step back and say, what's true about this? What's not true about this? And where's, like, the middle ground? What's what's probably the more accurate, balanced version of this? So, for example, let's say every time... It could be anything. Like, every time you hear someone say the word school, you start crying and thinking about how you're a failure. So the first thought is, maybe the first thought is, I'm a failure. And you're like, God, where was, or maybe you feel like that was the first thought, but you look back and you're like, actually the first thought was I hate school or something like that. So you go, okay, what does this make me feel? It makes me feel anxious. How anxious do I feel? Like 80%, like eight out of 10 anxiety. Okay, so am I in school right now? No. Um, did I hate everything about school? Not always. So those are some things that aren't true about that. My failure. There's a lot of successes that I have. So there's definitely not, there's some distruth to that. So where's the truth in it to validate myself? Well, it makes sense that I felt that way because I was struggling in school. And it makes sense that I still feel that way because everyone still talks about school, even though we're out of it. And then you go, okay, well, some more balanced version of this. School is really hard for me, and I feel like a failure because of it. But I'm working on myself. That, that's more of a balanced version from what you said before, where you're at 80% anxiety about how you feel like a failure. Now you're noticing where it's coming from, and maybe you're at a 40% anxiety. So that was the mind over mood idea. And it's, I think some people get lost in that. <laughs> A little and think that they're supposed to do that every time they have an emotion and that's not what it is it's a practice you come back to it um i like to have a certain time to come back to things like this um or just have some sort of reminder where if i feel a certain intensity of emotion then that's where i go to for it so just find what works for you but know that sometimes you should just feel your feelings and you don't need to challenge it at all this, this is for the next step after you've, after you've already validated your feelings and you want to move further. So that's one thing I got from him, some homework he assigned. So those were some of the good and beneficial experiences I had with therapy. So after this little ad break, I'm going to talk about some of the negative experiences I had surrounding therapy and some of the things I've heard that have not been helpful for others. And maybe talk about some damage control and what we can do about that.